Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. Good evening, perhaps. This is Brandon Cruz, and welcome to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. And we are on episode five of the Twilight Zone on both this show and the Twilight Zone itself. With me today, I have, as always, my friend, my co-host of Apathetic Enthusiasm, Travis Menard. Travis? I'm back. I'm, I'm ready. I'm back, excited. Back and ready to go. This is Back for more. This I, is, I couldn't stay away. <laughs> this is your second episode of, of, the, of the podcast. It, it is, but I've been listening to all of them. And I'm, I'm an avid fan. I subscribed. And you've been giving me professional critique. <laughs> all all evening as as your as your co-host on other uh podcasts yes I, I i do try to encourage you and and help you to to make the most of this twilight zone podcast that's right you are you are my uh unofficial uh, manager my my <laughs> talent agent you're uh what, what's the guy that uh comes out before like a like a comedian promoter or hype man <laughs> <laughs> Um, next Are up. you guys ready for Brandon Cruz the Twilight Zone? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Hey, th- thanks for thanks for coming out, man. I, I know it's a, a long trek for you from your house. Yeah, five I, feet away. It was a long walk. Um, all right, guys, we got a good show. Here's 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 what we got. Episode five, as I mentioned, uh, it is Walking Distance. Walking Distance. Walking Distance. Uh, originally aired thirty October. 1959 was this like the halloween special yeah this is uh <laughs> this is a twilight zone treehouse of horror <laughs> um and this is uh, we'll get into this but this is another kind of nostalgia piece uh mm-hmm. yeah. kind of kind of uh bookending with 16 millimeter shrine next sure. week um so i'll we'll i think we'll get into some of those similarities and differences um but here's here's the plot Let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into the plot. All right. Are you okay with that, Travis? I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the plot. I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. You are great. But that is also great that you're on okay. board. Uh, so, walking distance. Uh, this story is about a man, Martin Sloan. Martin Sloan, age 36. <laughs> and uh, so, he he's, he's a businessman. He's an exec, works for like, an, uh, uh, like a media company. Yeah, he's like an advertising like vice president or something like that right and so we start the episode and he's he's in kind of a sports car note uh the top is down driving through the desert right mm-hmm. just yep. just blaring uh and he gets to a gas station you know kind of self uh not a self-service station uh, but a, a service station and he uh laying on the horn just like, giving it the what's for it was different just it was different different back, back then. then yeah they, you know these pushy guys <laughs> from new york they come on down you know to the country and they just expect you know, to be waited on hand and foot. Exactly. You know, these, these fancy folk from New York City. Yeah. With their New pace. York City. <laughs> I was about to make the pace picante <laughs> joke. Um, so uh, so the the serviceman there, he go and takes the car to, you know, service it. Uh, and that's that's around the time Martin Sloan he says like, Oh, my my hometown is is right up there. Home <laughs> Homewood. He says he says, That's Homewood up ahead, right? And then it cuts to a sign that says Homewood, one and a half miles. <laughs> and then the serv- the kid at the service station is like, yeah, it's about a mile and a half away. We just saw that on the sign. So yeah. so good. It was a different time back then. <laughs> uh, and uh, so Martin Sloan says, hey, that's walking distance. 
walking distance. Yeah. Yeah, about a mile and a half. <laughs> That's what the, he says it again. To to Homewood, right? Yeah, to Homewood. Walking distance. Mile and a half. Suit yourself. I don't like cardio. <laughs> and then he goes and works on the car. That, that's that's exactly right. Car Dio. I want I, I want to <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. What is walking distance for you? Before we, I mean, I know we're getting into the plot and we're we're building up the story we here. But what is, what is walking distance like? A mile is that walking distance? Hmm. Two blocks is that is that walking distance that's, to you? That's a. That's it a, was a different time back then. <laughs> it's a different time back then. Uh, no, when I was when I was living in Korea in Seoul, I pretty much walked. I walked to a lot of places when I wasn't taking the subway. And, sure. Um, but probably you know, two to three miles at For a, time. a guy in New York, public transportation is like huge. So mile and a half, that's walking distance. Well, it was a different time back then. Sure. Um, they had streetcars back then. <laughs> I, I think in New York, this is getting off topic, but I think in New York, like a block is like three miles. So we're like, oh, it's <laughs> we like. We can't confirm that. It's like three me. blocks down. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's nine and a half miles. Yeah. Um, all right, so so Martin Sloan, he... He walks off towards Homewood. Yeah, a mile and a half towards Homewood. It's walking distance. And so he, he gets there, and his first stop when he gets to Homewood is a... Uh, like like a soda fountain. Exactly, like a, a soda... Drug store. Soda shop, yeah. drug... One of those old-timey places. It was a different time back then. And so he, so he goes in there, and he, he goes up to the, the cashier. He's like, I'll, I'll take a chocolate soda. Three scoops. Three scoops. Still make them with three scoops? And uh, he he he, ta- he starts to reminisce. He's like, oh, you know, my I grew up here and uh, old man Wilson, yada yada. Used to used to sleep back uh, back in his comfy chair in the other room mm-hmm. uh, before he died. Blah blah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, the uh, how much how much is it? The guy's like a ten dime. cents. Like ten cents. <laughs> You're gonna get ripped off, buddy. Like this is this is cheap. And the guy's like, huh. Where okay. are you from, mister? New York. Yeah. They yeah. established. But I was here a long time ago. Uh, and so uh, so Martin Sloan walks off. And the attendant then, as soon as Martin's out there, he like goes into the back room. And there's Mr. Wilson sleeping on the couch. Like, Mr. Wilson, uh, I think we need to order some chocolate syrup. I'll order some this afternoon. Yeah. Oh, and that's, a, that's our first. That's our, well, it's one of many clues that Martin Sloan's not in his own time anymore. Yes. Not not all is right in in Homewood, so to speak. So Martin's next stop is he's walking down the street and he sees a child, uh, a cute little blonde kid. Hi, uh, just Hi. playing marbles, right? Yeah, on, as one does on the road. And Martin Martin sits down and he starts talking to the kid and then he says to the kid, uh, "Oh, I used to play marbles. We used to have nicknames for our marbles. This isn't has this doesn't have to do with the plot, but I just want to point out that he says we used to name our marbles." Uh, the ones that were steel, we called them steelies, and the ones that we could see through, we called them clearies. That's that's the most original naming ever. Different time back then. No, it's not because my kids, I'll give them like a toy bear, and they're like, "I'm like, you want to name it?" And they're like, "Yeah, Barry," and like, "Here's a here's a baby doll. I'm gonna name it Baby." Oh, really? So maybe they just maybe they just have no imagination. My my kids like. Oh, here's a here's a toy bear. Like, oh, I'll name it Samson Scoops. <laughs> like, no, that's a, that's that a, is your spawn right there. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I'm kid. gonna name him Splurpy Florts. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the kid says, you know, hey, you know, what's what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Martin Martin Sloan. Like, you're you're not 
You're not Marty Sloan. I know Marty Sloan. You're no, you're no Marty Sloan. I know Marty Sloan, and you, sir, are no Marty Sloan. Uh, and uh, so Martin, Martin's like, oh, that's a little, little bit weird. So after that, he, uh, what, what, what's his neck? What's his next? So, so then that? he, he, he leaves the street. He heads down to the park. That's right. Uh, he's reminiscing on uh, the days of yesteryear. How the park was this glorious place, and in summer you could, you could just. Uh, be carefree, the merry-go-round, the, the sounds of the the uh, calliope, yeah. and, and ah, the gazebo. Uh, in fact, I, I carved my name on that gazebo mm-hmm. uh, back when I was like 13 or something. And as he looks toward the gazebo, what does he see? He sees a young boy. About- a, young, a young Marty Sloan, if you will. Ooh. Oh. Carving what name? Marty S., because he he, ne- he never finishes the last name. A uh, little <clears throat> little bit of trivia on that: the editor messed up, and when you first see him, he's he's like carving the end of his name, and then when it cuts to him again, it's he's just doing the S, right? He's just carving the S. So the editor kind of like yeah, there's like a weird continuity error there. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I actually ended up going back and looking, and it's like yeah, that's something isn't quite right. Like there was a letter missing or something in another point. Um, but you know, it's it's. 1950s television. So so Martin goes up to Marty and uh, like Mart, Martin, Marty, Marty, or Martin, Marty, Marty. It is you. It that's is. What, that's what I looked like. Like, sir, oh, I, everybody does it, Mister, yeah. Mister. As as any self-respecting teenager would do, as, that is caught red-handed vandalizing yeah. public property. The kid bolts. Exactly. He just takes right. off. Exactly right. Uh, so so Marty, young Marty, books it. So Martin goes back to his old house. The old Sloan house. The old Sloan house. He goes up to the door, he knocks on the door, and a man op- opens it up. Yeah. Pop. He, Pop? Pop, is that is that you? And then the mom shows up. And so that's like that's his like, oh whoa. Yeah. Why are my Especially are my when are? I we get the impression that one of his parents may have already passed on, if not both of them. Right. Um so yeah, so this this is sort of like the first arc of the episode, and I think there was a commercial break shortly after that because then you get Rod Serling coming back in, yeah, and and he and he kind of establishes that yes, in fact, he has gone back in time. He is experiencing some sort of past. Yeah, uh, there there was there was a weird part right before the commercial where right after he talks to his parents, he the neighbor kid is like. Oh, hey, you like my new car? And it's like a 1934 Roadster. Mm-hmm. And so Martin's talking to the guy, and he's like, uh, oh, I haven't seen one of these in a long time, a rumble seat? The kid's like, where are you from, Siberia? This just came off the lot. It was fresh made from Detroit. And he, uh, Martin rubs his hand along the, the fender. He's like... Caressing it ever so gently. Yeah. And he's like, 1934 Roadster. What? <laughs> Like, bum, bum, bum. like not not the fact that he just saw his parents uh, <laughs> yeah. still alive. It, the fact that like the roadster was brand but the new. The car is brand new, immaculate co- condition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially, what we have here is as Martin Sloan walks into his hometown, he in fact walks what thirty years, twenty, thirty years, twenty to twenty five years um, into the past, and is now experiencing his hometown as it was when he was a young teenage boy. Yes. Um, and, and really I think there's, there's, uh, an, an overarching theme throughout the episode about this idea of, 
um, trying to go back, trying to go back to your past, yeah. it, back to, we talked a little bit about nostalgia, but, um, you know, like I think back to, um, my childhood and, you know, summers where you were just kind of carefree and you didn't, you didn't care about bills or, or, or work uh, or any, anything, any responsibilities. You could just have fun and just kind of, you know, you didn't have any cares in the world. Yeah. And his, his, his initial trip back to his hometown was, um, and he talks about it when he first stops at the service station that, you know, if, if he had to hear one more like report or like go through, sit one, through one more board meeting, might or something jump like out that. a window. Right. So he's, he's stressed out in his job and he's just trying, looking for an escape. And so he ends up escaping too far and actually escaping back into his childhood. Um, I, I, I thought a lot about that. Uh, like for me, like I've I, I grew up in the same place for, mm. for the first like 20 years of my life, yeah. but I haven't lived there for the last 10. So when I go back, I'm always like thinking like, okay, like what's going to be different? Like what's going to be the same, you know? And, and he kind of does that same thing early on in the episode. Yeah. And it's when everything is the same, including the people and they haven't <laughs> aged at all yeah. that he just, that's where you start getting the real twilight zone freak out moment. But I think there's, there's an appeal to that for, for everybody where it's like, you know, you want to go back, you want to, you want to kind of go back to a moment in time or like you associate that place you lived in with. Yeah. that time period that you lived in it. And so I think that's a cool little, you know, nugget that they're bringing forward with the episode. Right. Uh, specifically a nugget. A thought nugget. It's a thought nugget. Yeah. Um, you know, in, 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 so there gets to, there gets a point in the episode where, um, Martin, he's like, he confronts the parents. He goes back to the parents He's like, I'm, I'm your son. I'm your son. I'm, I'm Martin. And here's my identification. Here's my identification. And he, they pretty much like, uh, the mom slaps him and says, get out of here. Right. And he's like, like, the, the, the merry-go-round Marty's at the merry-go-round. I have to tell him. So he runs over to, he runs back over to the merry-go-round where like near the bandstand and all that stuff. And Marty is on a horse, right? Yeah. On the merry-go-round chomping on some popcorn. And, carefree and there, there's there's a there's a couple of cool like oblique angle shots yes. right yes. uh really kind of like odd disorienting uh, along with the the Clypey music mm-hmm. um and uh so martin what the heck is I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on i think that might just be wind so martin like hops onto the merry-go-round to to try to get marty mm-hmm. uh marty sees him and freaks out and so he like he's being chased on the merry-go-round and jumps off and breaks his breaks his leg yep uh and martin old martin goes you know screams yelps, out in pain yelps like, in pain or, yeah um and so the ambulance comes the, the doctor's whatever and they, they take him away um and and martin kind of like walks walks behind him just saying like i just i wanted to tell you you have to enjoy your life you know this this is the time of your life you have to enjoy because you're going to get to a point where the cotton candy yeah, and the, there's no more cotton candy. There's no more merry-go-rounds. There's no more bandstands and yeah. all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is depressing in a way. It, it, it is. It is depressing. I think we'll, we'll get in, we'll get into that. Cause that's something I want to talk about. Um, but then, so Martin's dad, uh, comes over and he's like, I looked at your wallet. I, I looked at the money. Your, your license doesn't even expire till 1960. Uh, so everything tells me that you are Martin Sloan. You a time are, traveler. You are my son. 
And then he shoots him. <laughs> and then he and then he shoots him. Uh, and then he he leaps into another body. <laughs> and then he looks in the mirror and he's like, "Oh boy." Um, but that's, he, that's not what happens. That, that's not what that's not what happens. His father essentially s- says to him, "Like, you know, you don't you don't belong here. You ha- you had your time." Like this is Marty's time. Yeah. This is young Marty. This, this is, is his time. You can't share it. This is his summer. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, maybe instead of you know, look always looking back, maybe you should be looking forward. Maybe you you don't right now you don't see the cotton candy in the bandstands and the merry-go-rounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but they're out there. They're probably out there in your time. You just have to you just have to find them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, so sound lesson sound lesson presented. from pop yeah, that's right and so martin uh he leaves and he says you know you're right pop right uh and he goes back into that that soda shop that drugstore from earlier and now it's 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 bebopping it's swinging it's hopping with them kids the, the kids are uh playing that jukebox <laughs> drinking their 35 cent that sodas that that's right and he goes to the attendant and he, he says i'll get a I'll get a chocolate soda with three scoops. And he's like, well, that'll cost you extra. It'll be 35 cents. He's like, oh, actually, no. <laughs> Too rich for my blood. <laughs> to cancel, cancel that. Uh, and he kind of walks away, freaked out. He he limps. Limps, limps away. Limps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets off the bar stool and he says, ah, my, my bum leg. Like, oh, what happened to your leg? I fell off a merry-go-round when I was a kid. Yeah. It's a, it's a darndest thing. Uh, so he, walking distance... The show should be called Limping Distance at that point in time. <laughs> he limps a mile and a half back to the, the car. He gets in. Um, and we we get the sense that he's resolved to, uh, you know, find the joy in life again. Right. And not right. live in the past. Sure. Look towards the future. So that is, uh, with a few asides, that is the episode. Sure. Um, and, all right, with the 16 millimeter shrine as a reference... Um, for those who haven't heard or watched that episode, that was the last episode. I had the great Tiffany Hersey on here. We talked about it. Uh, and in that episode, nostalgia was, it was a huge theme for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, again, that thought of looking back at sort of your former life or your past experiences and almost, almost being more obsessed with that than sort of the present day or, or, or things or looking ahead. To other opportunities that's right and, and in 16 millimeter shrine that is i feel in this is my opinion that that is a a win for the past right like that is a win for the past lose for for her and that character personally uh because that she buries herself yeah she essentially um becomes consumed by that and uh the the idea of a shrine sort of being that thing of of worship yeah like and and that 16 millimeter film being that thing that she worshiped and that and she was consumed in and was never able to move past it uh with with walking distance you you get that resolution resolution with pop at the end that that's yeah. sort of like you know what like yes this was a great time in your life this was something that's worth looking back on however you can't live here this right. this isn't your time your time is, is, is ahead. So, um, I don't know, maybe did he get some angry letters after the 60 millimeter shrine? And he, and he was like, all right, I got it <laughs> next week. No, uh, <laughs> the, the actual, w- w- the, the story behind it is, is Rod Serling was actually, um, similarly to Martin Sloan. He, he was like sitting on a bench and he was thinking about him himself as a, as a child. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and all those good times, 
Um, and then going back, like a going back to his hometown, like a, a couple years later, and seeing how kind of everything was different. You know, the merry-go-round was was torn down. Um, and so that's that's where that that came from. And so then a few years later, you have Walt Disney who does the same thing, and he's like frustrated with like the amusement parks of that day and he just yearns for his hometown in Missouri. So he builds a theme park and the first place <laughs> you go into is a reconstructed uh, main street that resembles the main street of his, of his youth. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what was going on in the fifties, but people really wanted to go back yeah. to their childhood. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing in gremlins too. He was designing. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's, but that's, you know, that's a common, that's a common thing. You know, sure we're always we're always the universally always saying um man things used to be so much better than the good old days the the good old days and i think i think about when i was a child and in those good times and even though i have bills and i have responsibilities and i have a wife that i have to take care of oh my god um <laughs> you know i i'm happy that i'm here in the now and i'm sure. and i'm happy to look forward to the the experiences that I have yet to have. Um, and I think that's what Martin Sloan has to look forward to. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree. We, I mean, we've got, we've got lots to look forward to. <laughs> this is our summer. This is Travis summer of 69. Uh, so Travis, final thoughts, final thoughts. Yes. Um, I have, a, I have a few, a few thoughts about this. Uh, one is, is a very early shot in, in the episode. Uh, it, they're still at the service station and it's, it's the shot of, of Martin walking towards Homewood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the shot that we actually see is not the camera pointed at Martin, but it is actually, uh, focusing in on a mirror that is on a, like a vending machine. Yeah. And it, it zooms into that. And the next shot immediately after that is also a mirror and it's, a mirror in the soda shop. Hmm. Um, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but you see this reflection like in those, in those shots. It's not, it's not actual reality. It's, it's this version of reality, this reflection of reality. And, and it's in that those two shots right there that are both mirrors that you have the transition where he goes from present day into the past. And so then I started getting all this, like through the looking glass sort of like ideas, like, yeah, that they, but that was just sort of this visual representation of oh, he's he's not he's not walking into Homewood of of the nineteen fifties. He's he's stepping back through the mirror, if you will. Um, he, and I thought that was a great little bit of visual storytelling. Right. Uh, that that's actually that's really cool. Uh, he's reflecting, if you ah, will. Ah, nice nice word usage there. Hey man, I, I didn't I didn't set up <laughs> you you set, you set it up. Uh, no, that, that's, that's an awesome point. And I think, you know, some of the, sometimes we don't notice those really kind of clever shots that, that, that tell a lot more to the story than, than just the dialogue alone would do it. Um, and, and, uh, with that in mind as well. So Bernard Herman, uh, the composer of the theme originally, uh, he, he also composed music specifically for this episode. Right. Um, and uh, in a letter to, to Rod Sterling, he was saying how much he appreciates being able to compose original stuff for a scene because it helps enhance the emotion. It yeah, no, is able it to, um, to really, to tell a deeper part of the story that, 
that no music would for sure wow. yeah there were there were a few different shots and you and you talked about like the the obscure angles that were used a few times like mm-hmm. that scene with the merry-go-round at the end where he's like walking through it like all of the all of what should be vertical poles in the merry-go-round are like at like a 45 degree angle it's yeah. like it almost looks like he's like walking like uphill or something um but then there's a, there's a shift uh and everything kind of straightens out as he makes this res- this you know realization that you know okay maybe i don't have to be trapped back in this past mentality yeah. um yeah. so it's it though those visual things and sort of the cinematography for for a 22 minute you know television <laughs> show like yeah. just really really um great visual storytelling there so that was one of the things i really took away from the episode and, and what made me like it even more than just the the theme of the story itself right on right on uh what would you give it out of 10 serlings 10 serlings i'd i'd give this like an eight yeah. honestly and and if i've watched it a couple of times um it's it's one of those stories that it's it doesn't it's not like a weird sci-fi dark type thing but it's um it's it's just that enough off kilter yeah. sort of thing to kind of make you think and and you know it's not something that you would experience in reality but uh there's a there's a good lesson to be taken away from it anyway right on well well, well thank you so much yeah uh is there any is there anything you're you're hawking anywhere's you're hawking no just uh, listen to us on Apathetic Enthusiasm every week on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all those things. Uh, this is actually a crossover episode. This, this so, so this 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 episode uh, nearly in its entirety will be featured on, on an episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. So, go check that out too over at geekade.com. And if you're listening to Apathetic Enthusiasm, that means you probably could have stopped listening to this. Yeah, and you should <laughs> if you've already listened to this episode. If you're listening to this on Apathetic Enthusiasm. Go subscribe to submit it for your <laughs> approval. Exactly right. Uh, thank you so much, Travis. Uh, you're always, I mean, you you we record every week anyway, yeah. uh, so we're very comfortable with each other. So when when you can't get me to leave, we'll just do one of these instead. <laughs> Ex- so. We'll watch an episode and then you can we can record it because <laughs> right. I, I have about uh, 31 left to go. Uh, all right, so there's there's plenty of ways you can get a hold of me. Uh, first of all, s4ya podcast at gmail You can hit me up there or I'm on Twitter at S4YA underscore podcast. And of course, Stitcher, iTunes, go on out, five-star rating. You don't have to give it to me. You can give it to Rod Serling. Rest in peace. Uh, you can give it to, to five stars and then just write the name of your favorite uh, Twilight Zone episode. That's right. The, any any of the seasons. Yeah. De- Does, it doesn't have to be Death season Ship, one. season four, uh, The Mask, season five. Any, anything, anything, any episode. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. And please, please tell, tell a friend, tell a friend, phone a friend, phone a friend. Uh, I'm Brandon Cruz, Travis. That's you. That's me. I'm Travis. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me again. And we'll check you out next week. <laughs>